What's going on, millionaires? And you're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 105 on the power of an abundant mind. What's up, millionaires? My name is Ivan Alvarez, and I am uh, also known as the Blind Spot Coach. And a lot of people uh, have never heard of a blind spot coach. And really, what I want to talk to you guys about today is you stepping into your greatness, you really doing what you were called to do and what you were created to do. And I strongly believe that way too many people, and I know some of you listening to this understand this, way too many people are settling so, for so far less than what they actually were created for. So I'm looking so forward to uh, giving you guys some insights over the 53 years that I've been on this planet on how you can step into your greatness so that you can live out life the way it was intended. So welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast. I'm your guy, Kai Speaks, and this is your guide to accumulating abundance in your life. The only place for tips and tricks on identifying your goals and really living out your dreams. This is the only place for tips and tricks, like I said, for identifying those passions, attracting opportunities, and make a living while living those dreams. And this is the number one podcast for passion and attraction in the world right now, thanks to each and every one of you all. So I'm super thankful for that. Now, today's guest, you heard a little bit from him. His name is Ivan Alvarez. And one thing that I saw was, thought was pretty interesting, Ivan, is that you've competed in six Dancing with the Stars. That that was pretty interesting. I definitely want to learn a little bit more from that, uh, more about that as well. And also, you're originally from South America, correct? From Central America, from Honduras. C Central America. Sorry about that. But that, that was a really interesting story that you shared with me uh, when we first met as well that I would like to touch on as well. Uh, and also, Ivan is a coach and a mentor. So that's kind of what I want to start with. Ivan is talking about, you know, your, your experience with coaching and mentoring and, and really touching on, you know, your community. How do, how do you serve uh, and what is the type of community in which you serve right now? Absolutely. So I've been a, you know, business and a mindset coach for the last 13 and a half years. And one of the things that I can say that very few people are able to say is I've coached well over 8,000 students in that time frame, And the reason for it is the last seven of those 13 and a half years, I've been doing events. So when you start going to events and you've got 200, 300 plus people at those events and you're coaching multiple people a day, it's amazing how much you're able to impact people's lives, not only in business, but also in personal. 100 percent it, it is amazing and sometimes uh, a lot with you know just coaches and mentors in general they provide most of the value that they provide is just that accountability that sometimes people just need and struggle with uh to really tap into their their, their full potential so that's that's amazing now as far as the decision to come to america from honduras who who made that decision and you know how has that decision kind of poured into the ivan alvarez that is joining us today for today's episode you know that's an amazing question and you're the first person that's asked that question um so yeah my parents uh were obviously born from there as well and i came here in 1975 and the reason for that decision which was made by my father was Honduras is extremely poor. Uh, the poverty there is nothing compared to the poverty here, uh, where at least in the United States, there are social services available. There are resources that people can go to to be able to get what they need. None of that really exists uh, in Honduras. And my parents were not wanting to raise me in that environment. So they decided, you know, let's, let's uh, look into getting over to the United States and figure out how we can get, uh, you know, Ivan over there as well. So my father came here in 1974, along with my mother, uh, they went through the entire process legally of uh, becoming uh, U.S. residents. And once all of that paperwork was done, and so was mine, then they came the very next year, picked me up and brought me here to this country. And I'm going to tell you something, Kai, coming from an extremely poor country, when you come to this, uh, this place called the United States of America, you understand very quickly that opportunities are so so abundant. Mm -hmm. And that mindset has truly, truly allowed me to live a lifestyle that most people that are even native born to here only dream of. You want, want, I agree 100%. And it's just like, 
it's like a double-edged sword being being from here it's like like you said on one side you have so much opportunity that is just accessible to you and on the other side being from here we tend to take that for granted and we become blinded and we don't see these opportunities and we have a more scarce mindset um one thing that you brought up ivan was just like one of the reasons why your parents decided to you know move here was just the the poverty uh in honduras and though there's poverty you know at pretty much anywhere right there, there's poverty almost everywhere it does it there is a level two poverty and yes the effects of poverty. We're actually getting ready to have this conversation uh, later on in, in the in the podcast with a uh, with a psychologist talking about the uh, psychological effects of poverty in our communities. And you know, just growing up, how did you see that poverty affected family members to friends and and things like that as far as uh, um, a level of achievement? So one of the things when you're in that extreme poverty is there's really only two options. Really, there's only two. There's nothing else. You're either going to push past that because you don't want to become a part of that Mm -hmm. or you resolve yourself that this is how I'm going to live and I might as well get comfortable with it. And that is a really powerful mindset that someone has to choose at a very early age. And that's exactly what's happened. And that's what's happening every single day in Latin America and countries like that. There are people that are having to make some very tough choices of deciding, am I going to, you know, basically be poor the rest of my life? Or am I going to take this poverty? Am I going to use it as fuel to literally give myself and my family an opportunity that no one else would? Yeah. And and, and you know, as you mentioned, it, it, the longer you take to make that decision, the harder it's going to get to to push past it. And I 100 percent agree with you, Ivan, that there's only two ways to really uh, to really handle poverty. And it's either you push past it or you allow it to define your life here on out. And I think for the, the latter, you know, of pushing past it or the former of pushing past it, uh, that comes with an abundance mindset, which is what we're talking about today. So what does abundance mean to you? So for me, abundance starts in your mind. And you got you to remember, I've been, I've been studying and practicing this mindset thing for some time now. Mm-hmm. And one of the key things that I want your, your listeners to really hear is everything starts in your mind. Everything. And you are creators. You know, one of the new, one of the new uh, sayings that I've adopted is we were created by the creator to create. Mm-hmm. Are you creating? Now, that question is rhetorical. Are you creating? Absolutely, you are. Every single person listening to this right now, you are creating every single day, whether you want to believe it or not. Here is the problem with that. Most of you are creating poverty. Most of you are creating things that you do not want. You are always looking at life from the worst case scenario instead of looking at it from the best case scenario. For me, I just don't allow all that negativity to come into my space. Mm -hmm. Everything that I desire, I create first by a thought, that thought becomes a belief, that belief I begin to speak. And once you start speaking things, it's just a matter of time before it becomes true. Mm -hmm. And and part of that abundant mindset, uh, too, I believe, Ivan, is, you know, certain things is believing in that things happen for a reason. And and I feel as though you and I were 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 meant to connect for a reason on such of the most strangest circumstances as well. Right. As far as, you know, literally someone else besides you reached out to me via Instagram and, and I ended up on a call with you that learning about yourself, you learned about me and, and here we are today. And, and everything that you said, Ivan, is, uh, is, is things that I, I actually believe 100% myself. And you are right. We are creating every single second. And the funny thing about our creations is everything we create, we create twice. We create it first mentally and then that manifests into a physical equivalent of that mental creation that that we've that we've thought up. Yes. So we are always, like you said, we're either creating poverty or we're creating abundance. And I believe that's really only the only two things that you can create. You can create um, tangible things that lead to poverty or abundance. Again, like we said. So, um, how did you adopt such an uh, an abundant mindset? And you know that has helped move you and mold your achievements, even despite you know, you know, how you were brought up in, in such as extreme poverty. So I, I believe that being brought up in that environment really pushed me. It really pushed me to remind me of where I came from and really asking myself the question on a, on a regular ongoing basis, do I want to return to that? 
Um, I also, at a very early age, learned about uh, entrepreneurship. You know, I was in the Air Force for 10 and a half years. And very early in my Air Force career, I actually was uh, introduced to entrepreneurship. And one of the, I, to me, the life-changing uh, messages that I received very early in entrepreneurship is this whole thing called self-development, right? And not enough people do that. Not enough people step into self-development. What is self-development? It's literally creating the person that I'm supposed to become, not who I am. I also adopted uh, that poor is, is literally a, a mindset. And it's something that, that you become versus broke. That's just a state of, of, a cur- you know, of a current situation. You can be broken and get out of that in a very short amount of time. But if you're poor, you're not breaking out of that because it's deeper. It's mm-hmm. embedded into who you really are. So for me, I think at a very early age, I I chose, and I I love reminding myself of this, I chose an abundant life. I chose that I'm going to go after the things that I desire no matter what. And that's where I believe most people fail is they're not not willing to do the no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody by and large wants to have everything handed to them. They They want everything to be easy. And the reality of it is, and we've all heard this, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Right. Right. So for me, I, I, it's a reminder of making sure that I never go back to where I came from. And then the, the last piece to that is um, I've surrounded myself with the right types of people. And when I say that, it's not always in a physical sense. Sometimes it's the books that I read. It's the audio that I, that I listen to. Um, it's the people that I choose to follow and understand. Why are they where they are and why are they who they are? So surrounding myself with those types of people has to create what they already have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just it's like you, you, you stand close enough to the fire, you're bound to get lit. <laughs> <laughs> you're bound, you bound to get lit. You so, got it. Um, man, so uh, I, I would assume that, you know, your experience in, in, in the Air Force has kind of molded you as far as self-discipline and things like that. But also, um, th- did your parents have a, a, a sort of an abundant mindset as well that kind of like maybe poured over into you a, a, in your early years? Surprisingly, no. Um, I am the complete opposite of my parents. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't mean that in a very disrespectful way. I mean right. that in I learned and I'm always learning from how other people are doing things. And once I learn, I have to ask the question, do I want what they have? And if the answer is no, I'm going to do the complete opposite of what they're doing. My parents, um, you know, lived in poverty for the most part when they were here in the U.S. compared to to, to most people that live in the United States. And I saw the difficulty that that brought. I saw the the strain that it put in their relationship. And I also saw how it, it aged them. It really did, uh, you know, constantly worrying, constantly stressing about money. Well, did I want that in my life? Absolutely not. So all the things that they did, I did the complete opposite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And um, sw- switching gears just a little bit, Ivan, because I'm, I'm really interested um, at the term that you use, blind spot coach. What, what, what does that mean? And, you know, how, how, does, how does your role as a blind spot coach really define where, you know, where others are, are getting from using you as their blind spot coach? Absolutely. So let me tell you <clears throat> where that terminology came from. You know, when you're driving, it doesn't matter what type of vehicle you have, you have blind spots. Mm. And no matter how, how much you want to be able to see everything that's around you in that vehicle when you're driving, you can't. And if I'm the passenger because I'm not driving, guess what? I can now see and identify your blind spots. If you're about to change lanes, I can tell you, whoa, there is a car in your blind spot. If you keep going, you're going to hit him. Well, it's the same thing in life. It's the same thing in business. Too many times we're in the driver's seat. This is why, to me, it is so critically important for people to get a coach, right? And a lot of people think about, uh, about getting a coach in the wrong terms. They're always thinking, I cannot afford to spend that money. You are not spending money when you get a coach. You are investing. Mm-hmm. And with any investment, you should always look for a return on your investment. So mm-hmm. going back to this whole blind spot, 
when I start speaking with someone, it doesn't matter who it is, because this is one of my natural giftings. I'm always listening for things that they may not be fully aware of. Why? Most people are going to tell you really what the problem is without even recognizing it. So identifying those blind spots for people um, allows me to give them solutions on how they can get out of that. And I will tell you, in, in over 8,000 you know, coaching sessions that I've had, I will, <clears throat> I will tell you where most blind spots have come from. So if you're listening to this, please, please, please stop what you're doing. Hear what I'm going to tell you because this will change your life. Most people don't understand that the subconscious mind is 1,000 times more powerful than the conscious mind. And everything that we do, by and large, is in that subconscious. Well, where is the greatest influence in our subconscious mind? When does that occur? It's usually from your toddler years to about when you start high school. So think about how many, how many of us have gone through at least what was in our mind, traumatic experiences. What do I mean by that? Maybe you got, um, you know, if you're from, from the South and, you know, you were acting up, maybe you got whooped. And, you know, maybe for you, the way you were whooped um, hurt enough that you started thinking to yourself, wow, this person doesn't love me, right? Uh, maybe uh, you, you've come from uh, parents that were divorced. Maybe a teacher once told you that you were dumb, that you would never amount to anything. Well, here is the problem with that. A child cannot tell an adult, you know, what you just did or said to me is literally now in my heart and I don't feel loved. I don't feel appreciated. I don't feel validated. Whatever the feeling is, a child cannot express that. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? They internalize things. And when you internalize things, you're now setting that in your subconscious mind. And guess what? It is now there forever. So there are some of you that are literally walking through life and you're, you're never allowing yourself to achieve because something that happened to you when you were four, five, six, seven years of age is still stopping you. Why? It's a blind spot. You have no awareness of it. Mm -hmm. And as long as you have no awareness of it, how could you possibly fix it? Does that make sense? That, that makes a hundred thousand percent sense right I, I i agree 100 percent, ivan and um it, it's definitely uh subconscious right and we don't we i don't think we really give the subconscious mind as much credit as we do our conscious mind a lot of times we want to give all ourselves all the credit and we don't want to give there that there's a that there's a source and there's a there's a power there's something bigger than us that is driving our subconscious and we don't give that enough credit my uh itself and just to kind of um I guess put what you said and understand it for our millionaires out there as well to show the power of that subconscious mind. We got to think of our habits. That's what I think of when I think of subconscious. I think yes. of the habits because we're creating habits, good or bad, every single day. And I've mean, I've even noticed I'm reading this book called Atomic Habits, and I, I noticed that I had a subconscious bad habit that was that was forming. And every time I, it, it didn't matter what I was doing, if I was doing some work, if I was talking, or if I was just relaxing. And, and, and watching TV. Anytime I went into that kitchen to pick up a, a snack, it automatically cued a response from my body to now pick up the remote and then sit on the couch. And, and then I associated that snack with relaxing, watching TV. So it was, that was a bad habit that subconsciously I was forming. So that's just to, to give you guys an example of how powerful that subconscious mind is. Cause a lot of times if we're not really paying it enough attention, it's going to do what it's going to do regardless. And it's like, if you don't tend to the garden, you let the weeds grow. But if you pay attention to the garden, you water it, you watch it. Now you have a bunch of flowers blossoming. That's a great example. I've got, I've got one also that this is what I like to share with readers because I believe everyone can relate with this one if you allow me. Mm -hmm. So think about you who, who's out there listening and doesn't matter, but what car do you drive now? And prior to you buying that car, were you even aware of how many of those cars you were passing every single day, right? Most of you had no clue whatsoever. Maybe you had a Honda Accord and you bought a Toyota 4Runner, for an example. 
while you were in that Honda Accord, you were probably not even aware of all the Toyota 4Runners that were in your city. The second you bought that 4Runner and you're driving around, now you have a level of awareness. It's no longer a blind spot. Every time you drive, whether you want to even uh, consciously admit it or not, you see every 4Runner, especially if they're exactly like yours and the same color. Why? It is now a level of awareness that you did not have. And that was why I love your example about you recognize, wow, snacks equal relaxing in front of TV. And that was all subconscious. That wasn't even from a conscious perspective, Mm -hmm. but you are now aware of that. And now you can't ignore it. Exactly. Now I can't ignore it. And even your example was was a perfect example too, Ivan. And scientists have used that example um, before as well. And they said that scientifically there's a filter, and you you may you may know this, Ivan, that there's a filter in our brain called the reticular activating system that acts just like what you just described. Yes. It literally points out it like our brain doesn't want to be lied to. So if we think something, it's like our brain is looking for the physical equivalent of that thought so it can be proven right. Yes. Coolio, Coolio. Now, uh, as a blind spot coach, Ivan, you, it sounds like you, you have to have a certain level of oversight because you're trained to see things that the the, the drivers can't see, those blind spots. How, how did you, what were some things that you've done or some, some things that you've experienced that makes you so good at identifying or just being such a good uh, oversighted person? Yeah, so, and that's an excellent question. So here's the answer to that. Every human being on this planet almost always wants to answer two questions. Mm -hmm. Question number one is, who am I? Question number two is, why am I here? Mm -hmm. I found the answer to those two questions at a very early age. And let let me address the second one. Why am I here? I'm here because I've come to recognize there are way too many people living way below what they were intended to. They were living a mediocre life. And this is really where my message is for today. And I want you guys to, I mean, hear me really, really clear on this because this, this, is, this is absolutely big. So if you have a DNA that is a one of a kind, does not exist anywhere else on this earth, in a planet of 7 billion plus people, that makes you unique, right? That means you have no competition. So whatever you were created for, you're the only person that can step into that. And if you step into that, that is your greatness. So I want to make sure that you, your, your, your millionaires here listen to this. And this is where you really become a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Mm-hmm. You have to understand when you step into your greatness and you start having the success that you were created to have, it's so much bigger than you. And the reason it's bigger than you is you were created to have influence. Every single one of us was. And if if you've been around any amount of time, whether you're an entrepreneur or a nine-to-fiver, it doesn't really matter. You have influence because of your DNA. There are people that are going to gravitate to you. Well, when you don't step into that greatness, it impacts and affects a lot more people than you think. And because of the way our creator operates, you deal in additions. He deals in multiplication. So for some people there out there, and I've heard this time and time again, all right, man, I want to, I want to have a crowd of three to 5,000 people where I'm doing an event every single year so I can have a greater impact. Well, the reality of it is you don't need three to 5,000 people. If that's your vision, if that's what you were created for, nothing wrong with that. But there's an experience that happened to me, and I want to share this with your viewers. Um, Every time I share this, it always, it always gets someone I mean, right between the eyes and right between the, the shoulder, the heart right here. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to share that really, really quick. And so that you understand, and this all has to do with your question about why have I become so good at what I do? So I understand that I was created to get people to step into their greatness because this world is what it is, because not enough of us are stepping into who we were created to be. And I understand that. Well, at the age of 40, and I'm 53 now, so this was 13 years ago, I had a conversation with my creator and I said, are you pleased with me? Are you pleased with how I'm living my life? And I remember him responding back saying to me, you know what? Close your eyes. I'm going to give you a vision so that you can get the answer to your question. Now, before I tell you what he revealed to me, I want to ask you this question. Have you ever stood 
somewhere high, whether it was a building, whether it was a hilltop, a mountain, or maybe on a plane on a crystal clear day? I have. How far can you see? You can you can see as far as the, the lines start to just get blurred and into okay. straightness. <laughs> okay. So with that in mind, I remember him, he put me on a hilltop and he said, Ivan, I want you to look behind you to the answer to your question. And I said, okay. So I looked behind me and Kai, I could not see where the last person was standing. That's how many people were behind me. And he said to me, Ivan, those are the people whose lives you've impacted thus far. I want you to get this. And I remember telling him, I said, I have not spoken to that many people. He says, I know you deal in addition. I deal in multiplication. Mm. And he said to me, and this, I always try not to get emotional when I say this, but this is how important every single one of your listeners are. And he said to me, if I wasn't pleased with you, I would have said, those were the lives you were supposed to impact. And I've never forgotten that. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? It means every single person that you speak with, every single person that you spend time with, give them 100% because you don't know the level of influence you will have on that one human being to change this world Mm -hmm. talk about legacy right talk about a legacy that's what we're here for we're here for legacy so this whole blind spot i need to find as many people's blind spots as i possibly can and get them to understand there is no second option option number one is stepping into your greatness no matter what because the lives of others depends on it Mm mm-hmm Man, Ivan, you just gave me chills with, with, with that <laughs> summary, man. And, and I got to say thank you for even just dropping and, and sharing such a, a a vulnerable experience. You know, yeah. you having that conversation with, with your creator, that's that's um, that's big. So I, I the, the question, the question now that I want to ask is, can the glass ever be too full? Right. I, I've, I've heard it all the time. You know, people say, well, Kai, it's, it's insensitive to be too positive or it's not real, real, realistic to be too positive. Is it possible to be overly abundant? No, no. The reason why is there, there is there's so much available. Right. Because of who created it. You will never run out of resources on this planet. Right. And. and I'll give you a really good example. And I know when I say this, there's some people going to be like cringing, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos, the, 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 the owner of Amazon, the man is worth probably close to $200 billion. And a lot of people are like, okay, that's enough. That's enough, man. How much more do you need? You can't even spend $200 billion. Look, it's not about the money. It's for him, I guarantee you, it's not about the money. It's about growing to the potential that he was created for. That's what he's trying to do every single day. So if, if, if you never arrive, that gives you a motivation to wake up every single morning and ask the question, what can I do better today than I did yesterday? So as far as abundance goes, no, there's no limit. And I want to make sure you guys hear this. There is no limitation because the amount of resources available to every single one of us is astronomical. And for those that read the Bible, there's a version on there or a part there that says, you know, um, press down, shaking together, running over. And I actually did this one day. I actually got a cup and I put flour in there and I wanted to see what this abundance really looked like for me. I wanted to see it. So I put this flour there and I get this, this, um, um, I can't remember, it's a stone and I'm pushing down. And I thought this cup was full. And it was amazing when I kept pushing down, it pressed down to about halfway. So when I thought it was full, there was a lot more room left in that cup for more abundance. Mm-hmm. So it says press down, shaking together. So I shook it a little bit. Guess what? A little bit more room was made. And then running over, that means keep pouring, keep pouring. Keep pouring. Here's the reason why you can never, ever overdo this. How many people out there need us? That's really the question you need Mm -hmm. to ask. 
how many people out there need us? And I will tell you, in, in living in abundance, one of the greatest joys I have is being able to give away so much that it, it, in the eyes of many, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, Ivan, you said, you know, there, there's, there's 7 billion people plus out in this world. I say 7 billion people plus need us, right? And, and as we discovered earlier, you know, we're always creating. So that's how you know it's, it's never too, you can never be too abundant because this is, you're always creating, I'm always creating, the next person is always creating. It's just, we have to make sure that we're creating abundance and not creating poverty. You got it, yeah. 100%. Awesome, awesome. So, I mean, you, you mentioned, Ivan, that there's some some books that you've read, you, you know, some some podcasts that you listen to. What are some of the books that, you know, have guided you down this path to abundance and positivity and kind of reinforce that mindset with you every day? Yeah, absolutely. So the very first person that impacted me was Jim Rohn. Uh, he is no longer with us, but the, the man really, really just changed my way of looking at life. And if, for those of you who don't know who Jim Rohn is, go look him up. Please go look him up. Um, he is known for his quotes above anything else. Uh, but that, that had a massive, massive impact on my life. Uh, let me tell you some of the books that I've read that have really helped tremendously. The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. Oh my goodness, that book, if you're an entrepreneur and you really want to understand what it means to be an entrepreneur, that's got to be the one that, uh, that, that you need to get in your library. The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. That is truly what opened the door for me when it came to understanding my subconscious mind, looking in that subconscious and deciding when was it time to clean house and what needed to be cleaned up. Why? Because every single one of us have things in our subconscious mind that does not need to be there any longer. It's no longer serving us. It's hindering us. Um, another one was uh, The Secret, uh, Secret of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvey Eckert. Um, I have so many books. I would be here all day trying to, to, to give you those. But the biggest and most important book that has had the greatest impact in my business and in my personal life and in my mindset is the Bible. By far, that is the book that has had the most impact and has allowed me to become the man that I am and continues to inspire me to become the man that I'm becoming. Love it. Love it. And um, what would you say? So we got a, we got a lot of millionaires that are going to be listening to this episode. And for some, it may be the first time that they're even hearing about an abundant mindset. They're even hearing about some of the things that we're talking about, especially some of the people that we've mentioned, the books that we're talking about. For those, what would you say are the, you know, the best actions or the first actions that they should take to develop an abundant mind today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so number one, take an assessment. Take an assessment of who you are. And when you do this, you have to come from a place of complete transparency, right? And this is the easiest way to do this. Get a sheet of paper, put P on one side and on the other and a line right down the middle and put on there, what are the positive things about you that, that you absolutely love? And then be honest with you, what are the negative things, right? What are the negative things that you bring that are holding you back, that are keeping you from being everything you need to become? And be real with yourself. Once you look at that list, now begin to decide, I'm getting rid of all of these things on the inside. Why? Because you have the power to do that. That's the first thing, take an assessment. Number two, never stop learning. Never. Wisdom is the key to wealth. Always has been, always will be. You know, um, King Solomon is the greatest, uh, you know, the greatest example of that. He is known as the richest man to ever live on this earth. And if you took his wealth and you brought it into now, he would still be wealthier than all the billionaires that exist today. So wisdom, you've got, you've got to get more up here in this mind than you currently possess. Why? Because knowledge is the key. It's the key to everything. The more you know, the more you can give. The more you can give, the more you can impact people's lives. The more you impact people's lives, the more wealth and abundance you bring onto yourself. And then last and, 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 and probably the, to me the most important is number three, for those of you that, that are, are such givers of your time and such givers of your skills and talents, never, ever forget to enjoy the fruits of your labor. 
too many people give, 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 and don't enjoy it because of this sense of guilt. Get that out of your mind. That's not guilt. That is rewarding yourself for absolutely changing and helping others become what they were created to become. So those would be the three key points that I would share right now for people is start doing those things. Take, you know, get that assessment, get that assessment out of the way and figure out what are the things that you need to change. Continue to just pour on that knowledge. Never stop reading. Never stop reading. As a matter of fact, write your own book so someone can read about your story. And then number three is reward yourself. Be okay with that. Be okay with that. Nope, I don't hear you all of a sudden. That's actually me. I was on mute. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but but I, I 100% agree, Ivan. In fact, I, I, I would say writing writing a book was actually one of my uh, greatest accomplishments because it, it that's what sparked a lot of uh, of the changing habits for me. I started waking up at 5.30 in the morning. I started maximizing on my capacity to do more. I started taking assessment of the thing of like when I was productive, when I wasn't productive. I learned that, okay, I got to get up at 5.30 because after I get home from work, I really don't want to do this. So I got to get up earlier so I can. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and just sharing that story, it allowed me to connect with so many more people uh, and it really helped me step. It, it was the beginning of me stepping into my greatest. So uh, greatness. So I was, I was super excited about, you know, dropping that in. Yeah, Ivan, everything that you're saying, I just want to say again, thank you for, just for so far being such a huge catalyst of the show and, and providing immense value to our millionaires out there. Um, at this portion, we're getting ready to switch things up just a little bit. Uh, I, I call this segment Rapid Fire. Uh, and this segment is brought to you by Pod Dex. So I have my Pod Dex right here. And it's just five random questions I'm going to be asking you. Um, and the point is to just lighten up the mood a little bit, get get you to open up a little bit more, and um, just answer with the first thing that comes to mind. It's not meant to overthink or anything like that, okay? Consider it done. Awesome, awesome. So the first is what you consider the most overrated virtue? Um, I think to me it would probably be pride. Mm. It's overrated because pride by and large, it's about you, right? And I've, I've enjoyed life more when it's about the other person because mm -hmm. when it becomes about the other person, inevitably I become a part of that. Mm. I agree. I agree. And, and it's not, it's not about you. We've, we've, this whole, this whole episode, we just, we just mentioned it's about, it's way bigger than you. Yes. It's about creating for others. And that's how you really step into your greatness. So I get that. Um, if you had to delete all but three apps from your phone, which ones would you keep? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, Audible, I would definitely keep. There's no way you're ever going to get me to get rid of that. Um, I also have, let's see, the other one that, uh, Kindle, I also would, would keep Kindle because that's where a lot of my books are stored that I don't necessarily listen to in, uh, an audible. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the last one, probably the Bible. Um, I, I, I have to stay in that word because everything I do comes from that word, everything. My mm -hmm. business is centered around that and it's not religious. It's not about religion for me. It's about a relationship with the one that created me. And because he is the source, I have to keep going back to him to make life what it, what it was created for me to be. Mm, love it. Got it. All right. So this one, if you could ask one person one question and they had to answer truthfully, who and what would you ask? Oh, man, you, you got some awesome questions. I love yeah, I, I love pod decks, man. Yeah. Number one would probably be Jesus Christ. Um, and what question would I ask him? Uh, the question I would ask him is why, why did you allow us to stay here for as long as you have, um, knowing that we would start to, to deteriorate our world? That would be the number one question, uh, because I know it's well within his power to have already called us home and re, you know, redo this world. Mm -hmm. All right. If you had someone following you around all the time, what would you have them do? Um, I would say become aware of not just what I say, but how I say it and how it impacts the people I say it to. I, I believe very strongly in your message. It's not just about what you're saying. It's the delivery. 
right? It's the posture that you say it in. It's the voice tonality that you say it in. And it's also the facial expression so that the person receiving it gets more than just the words, but they get the message behind the words. Watch what I do and how I say it, not just what I'm saying. Mm, that's a good one. All right, this one, this one is giving you the opportunity to boast a little bit. The question is, brag to me about the best things going on in the past 30 days. Uh, well, I got called uh, again for Dancing with the Stars here in Texas for the seventh one. Mm. Um, so the fact that they called me lets me know that uh, they're really enjoying my dancing and what I'm able to do in front of 1500 plus people. So now I get to decide, do I want to do another? <laughs> it's uh, it's six months of commitment. It's having to choreograph another dance. It's having to go through and teach someone who has probably never danced before and definitely has not danced the style that I'm going to teach them uh, to get them prepared to dance in front of 1500 plus people television and be able to do it where they look good not so much me mm, okay and as far as, far as uh, style of dance what, what's your niche Ivan salsa okay. I've been doing that since I was 14 and I've done it competitively all around the world so salsa dancing is absolutely my thing Awesome. Awesome. I got a funny story about salsa dancing, man. So uh, recently, well, one of my teammates, he was taking us out to a, a team building uh, exercise uh, at this spot called the gathering spot in Atlanta, which is like very prominent for like black entrepreneurs. And it's just a social spot for just uh, like uh, mentors in, in abundance, right? What we talking about. So they were having a, a get together and it was supposed to be like a, like a Caribbean night that was like, um, uh, like a networking event. This is how he sold it to us. Like, okay, we're going to listen to some, you know, some Caribbean music, meet some people, talk, get some drinks. And we got there and it was like, no, it's not Caribbean night. This is like salsa night. We're doing salsa lessons. And it like, it like, we went with literally a group of four guys to this salsa, salsa class. And it was like, this was surprising because this was the first time that I went to something like this one. And this was the first time that I went to a networking event that it was more men than women. It was like eight guys and only like three women. So it was like, we got us learning the salsa and I'm just like practicing by myself as if I had a, a partner. It was just super, I was open to it, but uh, my other, my other coworkers and, and peers were like caught off guard. I was like, man, I didn't come here for this, but it, that was a pretty fun experience. It ended up being though. Very cool. Well, congratulations to being introduced. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to learn a little bit more. I, I, I've been thinking about it. So I'm going to I'm going to make that happen so I can clear up some time for that. Awesome. Um, as we transition, Ivan, uh, we're moving into the 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 tail end of our of our conversation and again it's been such a pleasure having you on on the show um and the theme for season three of the million dollar mind podcast uh, uh outside of abundance and and positivity is uh recognizing what self-love is and I, I like to ask this question to all the guests that we have on the show and you know how do you typically define what self-love is for you for me it's it's being able to look in the mirror and, and just being very blatantly honest with myself is to admit to all the strengths that I have, but also to admit to the weaknesses that I have and, and not, not beat myself up for it, right? Because so many times, especially as entrepreneurs, as, as millionaires, as influencers, we have this, this mindset around being perfect and, and everything has to be just right. The reality of it is, doesn't matter. We're still humans. We're still going to make mistakes. We're, we're never going to be perfect. And it does not matter to what level of, of that millionaire status that we go to. And I, I just want to make sure that in looking in the mirror, after doing that assessment of what are the strengths, what are the weaknesses, I can still look at that reflection and say, you know what? I love you. I love you. I, I, I thank you for, for doing and being who you are. I thank you for never, ever settling. I thank you for always pushing past your limitations. And I thank you for constantly having a greater vision than what even your parents could have ever had for you. And doing that just really fuels me to continue to push, to continue to go for it. And no matter how many times I fail, um, and, and I love this from Nelson Mandela, you know, we really don't fail, right? We either win or we learn. And I've learned how to turn my failures into lessons. So it only makes me a greater entrepreneur. It only makes me a greater leader and it only makes me a greater coach. 100%. I, I absolutely love that definition. And now uh, 
let's say Ivan, you are on tour now. You're you're going on tour, and you're on a mission to give back to all of the communities that have poured into you and helped you become who you are are now. And you stumble across eighteen year old you. What advice would you give eighteen year old Ivan? Number one advice: quit trying to figure it out on your own. Quit trying to figure it out on your own. Get around people that have already done what you want to do. Invest in yourself and stay focused. Do not let shiny objects continue to steer you away from the goal. That's mm-hmm. the number one thing I would say to myself. And if I could have done it all over again, that's about the only thing I would do different is I would have invested in myself from the very beginning. And it's amazing to me how much further I would have been. But the other piece to this is, You also have to be comfortable where you are. I think everything, you said this at the very beginning of our session, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And when you recognize and you accept that, you're never, ever going to look back and say, man, I should have, could have, would have. You're like, okay, I would have done it differently, but I'm still thankful for where I'm at because now I can help someone else recognize and realize those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, Man, that that that's great. And why do you think so many of us uh, have that have that that thought or that mindset that we have to figure these things out on our own? That we that you know we it it shows weakness reaching out to people for help. Why 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 do you think that's the case? I believe it's programming. I believe it's also a way for the world to keep you from stepping into your greatness. Right. A lot of the things that people do, it's been programmed into you. And whether you want to admit it or not, it's just the reality of it. Right. Your parents were programmed and they programmed you based on their programming. The school system has been programmed and they program you based on what they've been programmed, your jobs, uh, your, your, your neighborhoods, right? I mean, it's amazing to me how from one side of the tracks to the other, because that's what most people associate on this side of the track, people are poor on this side, they're rich. And it's all about, man, what were you around, right? What were you programmed to do? Right. So for me, it's about the programming and you recognizing and realizing not all programming is good programming and you get to choose. You get to choose. So this whole thing about trying to do it all by yourself, the greatest people that have ever walked this earth have all said that one of my to me, one of my greatest mentors has been Michael Jordan. Right. Um, A lot of people see him and they see negativity. Well, that's a choice. That's a programming as well. I've learned from this man. And he's also said, you know, for all the the success that I've had, he always goes back and looks at all the failures that created the success. So he's learned, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect and I can't do it by myself. I can't see everything that I'm doing. That's why I've had so many coaches. That's why I've had so many trainers. That's why I've relied on other people to be able to make me a better person because I can't see it all. Mm. Man, again, I'm just going to snap on that one because that was just a, a a handful of gems and, and and just so much, so much value. And I, and again, I can't thank you enough, Ivan, for just taking time out of your your Saturday to to join me and, and, and you know, have this conversation with not only myself, but to my community as well so that I could, you know, provide that value as well to them. But, um, you know, as we're wrapping this up, I, I do want to give you an opportunity, you know, to plug yourself in, tell us a little bit more about, you know, where we can find you, other projects you may have, something that you're just really excited about coming up. Uh, I want to just, you know, give you an opportunity to tell our listeners a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So one, one of the projects for me right now is, is really getting and helping you step into your greatness. Um, I see so much value in what you bring, not just with this podcast, but who you are as a human being who you are as a person. So for me, one of the number one goals that I have, uh, at least in the short term, is how can I help you become everything you were created to be? How can I help you identify your blind spots? How can I get you in front of more people? Because this platform with the person that's leading it can absolutely change the world. So that's my number one short-term goal is to figure out how do I get you in front of the rest of the world? Um, Number two is to continue to to bring forth you know all of that success into my life because of an orphanage that I've been helping support back in my home country. Um, I want to be in a position a year from now where I can fully fund that orphanage and grow it from 50 boys to 150 kids, 75 girls, 75 boys, and literally have 
them the opportunity to be able to make a better life for themselves. Um, what that looks like is I want to be able to obviously have more trips down to Honduras with other entrepreneurs so that you can get a taste of what that life looks like. I want to be able to use the power of the internet to train up those orphans so that they don't have to rely on their country for their success. They can literally be connected to the rest of the world um, and be able to give them the opportunity to create their own destiny, create their own, their own future and not have to rely on poverty to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last but not least, um, I want to I expand my coaching, not only to coach more people, but to train others in how to become a blind spot coach, to show people how to recognize others' blind spots so that we can make this world a better place. My number one goal before I leave this earth is to have a greater impact on more people to step into their greatness. Love it. 100%, Ivan. Well, again, I'm going to say thank you, and I probably can't say thank you enough, but I want to say thank you for joining us on your Saturday and just taking time to, you know, to be with us this morning. And as always, to our millionaires out there, I'm super thankful for you all to have you a part of the show week in and week out. So I want to say thanks in advance for just becoming the change agents that you're bound to become, especially if you're applying the principles that Ivan has shared with us and dropped on us today. Um, And with that said, if you are an inspiring new or seasoned real estate investor, but you have limited to no time, of course, I'm going to let you know to, you know, consider a company like LA Truce Day, because as you know, the, the, the moratorium for evictions is finally done. And we have a lot of uh, rental investors that are still looking to capitalize and, and make make back ends meets from the months of rent they weren't receiving. But that's not something that you have to deal with with a company like LA Tuesday because they will literally qualify rental investments for you, go over the numbers with you and fill vacancies for you within 30 days. And if it's vacant after 30 days, you're still guaranteed your market rent at no extra cost to you. So to learn more about LA Truce Day, dial 404-737-6929 or text REI to that number as well for more information. Um, And with that said, I'm your guy, Kai Speaks. You just heard it from Ivan Alvarez on the power of an abundant mind. Just remember to keep focused, build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace. Hey guys, so thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now, with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.